What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode nine of the Joe and Joey Show. I'm your host, Joey. And I'm Joe. And if you're new to the show, thank you for giving us a listen. Uh, if you want to watch the video version of our show, you can watch us on our YouTube channel at the Joe and Joey Show. And where else can they find us? You can also find us on iTunes and Instagram. Yes, sir. And the way our show works is we have three topics each episode that we'll discuss and debate. Usually the first two topics are sports related and the last one is a current event topic. But we're going to get right into the show right now. So topic number one, Gervonta Davis knocks out Ryan Garcia in round seven with a body shot. Uh, Ryan Garcia in a post-fight interview said that he couldn't breathe after being hit with the shot. He also said, I was going to get back up, but I just couldn't. My body shut down. And then Gervonta Davis proceeded to say in a post-fight interview that he is now the new face of boxing. So, Joe, we both had an Instagram reel uh, before the fight, and we both thought that Gervonta Davis was going to get a knockout of Ryan Garcia. I called round eight. You said he was going to knock him out. So we got this fight right. Um, So did you see the fight playing that way? Like how it went with a body shot? Um, What are your reactions to the fight? Yeah, I, I thought it would go similar to how yeah. it came out. You know, Tank Davis, technical fighter, more poise, right? Like we said, yeah. more experience, calm in the pocket. You know, Ryan Garcia was pressuring him a little bit in the first round, you know, earlier rounds. And we said, like, he, he wasn't moving. He was staying in the pocket. And he just kept walking him down, walking forward. So it was an impressive fight by, by both fighters. But Davis, you could tell, is just more experienced, and the speed was incredible in that fight. Like these guys were throwing punches, and we couldn't even see like if they're landing or or what's going on. So it was definitely worth the money. It was the hype. It lived up to the hype. So I liked it. Yeah, I kind of thought the fight was going to play out that way. I think what surprised me the most is that people thought Ryan Garcia was going to have the speed advantage. But that wasn't the case. Javante Davis looked even faster than Ryan Garcia. And the fight played out how I thought it was going to play out. Um, Javante Davis, he's kind of like a computer out there. He's just first round. He didn't throw like anything through like maybe two punches. And they were just like trying to get reactions out of Ryan Garcia. So he's just like a computer man, just analyzing everything. And then when the opportunity comes, like in round two, he got the knockdown. I mean, that punch was fast. It was lightning fast. And, you know, Javante Davis... He's, I would say, him, uh, Tyson Fury, and Canelo are the faces of boxing. I don't know if he's, like, the number one face of boxing. I'd probably have to give it to Tyson Fury or Canelo. But he's right up there. He's, like, number three on my list, especially after that performance last night. Yeah, and when Mayweather retired, he was kind of like the next guy in line, right, Davis? Because he's he's part of Mayweather's team, the money team. Mm-hmm. We saw Mayweather at the fight last night. You know, huge Showtime boxing event. So it it was nice to see Davis do that. Uh, Garcia, I think this was a good wake-up call for him. You know, he hasn't really fought anybody like Tank Davis, obviously, but I think he's going to learn from it. I thought it was pretty cool to see McGregor come into Garcia's locker room at the end mm-hmm. and just kind of, you know, give him words of encouragement yep. and tell him, you know, to, to schedule that fight again. But it was great for boxing. I mean, we've said we, we like UFC a lot better because the best fight the best. But we'll see if boxing can, you know, schedule the better fighters against each other. Yeah, that's what's frustrating with boxing, right, is that the best don't fight the best all the time. So when a big event like this does happen, everybody wants to watch it. Um, but going back to the fight, 
you know, I thought the fight played out exactly how I thought it was going to play out. I called eighth round knockout. I think Javante Davis was going to take his time. And it even showed in the fight. He was very patient in yep. that fight. He wasn't rushing anything. I think Ryan Garcia got a little bit frustrated after that first round because nobody was really throwing anything. And, you know, he kind of went for it in round two and he made a little mistake and got caught. You know, even before the fight, I was listening to um, boxers uh, like Teddy Atlas and Mike Tyson. You know, and they were saying that Ryan Garcia, sometimes he'll get a little bit frustrated if there's not a lot of action going on. And that's kind of what happened last night. He was trying to force the action and he got caught. And I just think, I think Ryan Garcia's got a bright future, right? Young kid, uh, amazing talent, super fast Mm -hmm. with the hands. I just think he took this like two or three fights too early. You know, I think he should have waited, fought a little bit better competition, developed his skills a little more and then took this fight maybe when Davis got like a year or two older I just think he rushed it you know Davis in a prime 28 yeah so what do you think about that yeah I I get what you're saying like from a I guess a strategic standpoint but the money was there you know like they're both yeah. they're both like in their not primes but they're mm-hmm. they're well-known household names yeah, no, I respect it. Like, I respect him, like, taking it, like, just going for it, like, putting everything on the line. You know, that's what the fans want to see. And, like, fans respect that. Yeah. Like, I think the problem with, like, Mayweather's career, like, Floyd Mayweather is, like, considered one of the greatest boxers of all time. But he went the strategic route, right? He fought everybody maybe, like, when they were a year past their prime. Like, like Manny Pacquiao. Pacquiao. Right. Yeah. He was smart. He didn't take that fight right away when everybody wanted it. He's like you know what, let me let this guy age a little bit and then I'm going to take the fight. You know, he took the smart route in that aspect. So I think Garcia maybe took it a little bit too early, but I do respect him just laying everything out there. And, you know, a lot of these boxing guys, they don't want to, like, blemish that undefeated record, you know? Right. So they'll just wait and wait. That's why the best never fight the best, and it's all about money. I think that's the frustrating thing about boxing for sure. Yeah, that's why MMA is taking over. But it, it was a great fight. And Davis, you know, he I think he is the face of boxing right now. Undefeated record, you know, Tyson Fury. You think he's the face over Tyson Fury? Yeah, because Tyson Fury, he you know, he took time off and, and Wilder kind of had to pull him out of the, you know, the, the gutter, so to speak. You know, he was down, mm-hmm. alcoholic. So I think Davis has been the most consistent. So I think you have to give him that, that mm-hmm. name. And Canelo, he, obviously, he's taken losses, and Davis hasn't. So I think Davis mm-hmm. right now, he start he's starting to become that household name in boxing mm-hmm. that everybody wants to watch because you know obviously the speed and the power was amazing to watch last night. I mean, I didn't even see that body shot last night when he hit Garcia. I was like, he just dropped to the canvas. I was like, what do you hit him with? And they showed the replay it was so fast, I couldn't even see it. Yeah, he's like a little pit bull man in the pocket. He was just, you know, he ducked his head into his stomach, got yeah. real low, and just nailed him with that left hook. Yeah. I, I just really hope this, you know, this event and this fight really inspires other boxers to want to take these big fights because this is what the fans want. The fans don't want to see the best fight, an average, mediocre guy, and knock him out. Nobody wants to see that. Yeah. And boxing is still an awesome sport, man. Like, you got like legends like, you know, Muhammad Ali, Floyd Mayweather, um, Mike Tyson was at the fight last night. Mm-hmm. It's just good for the sport of boxing to have fights like this. And mm-hmm. like you said, I hope they try to continue it. Yeah, Tank Davis has a bright future for sure. And I think Ryan Garcia also has a bright future. I don't think this loss really hurts him too much. No. I don't think he's very young. 
he's very raw and you know he's got a lot of instagram followers he's got like 10 million followers so a lot of people love ryan garcia so i don't think this hurts him at all no and he didn't do as bad as you know people thought honestly you know he adjusted pretty well you know the left hook he didn't land mm -hmm. any of those that's like his staple but he was hitting them with like overhand rights he was catching them with the right you could see his trainer was telling him to adjust mm -hmm. and he did so i think you know, a couple years from now, hopefully they run it back and it'll be a better fight. Yeah, I just think all the cards for Ryan Garcia was stacked against him in this fight. Like we talked about, you know, on our Instagram reel, the rehydration clause. Like he's he wasn't able to gain 10 pounds after the weigh-ins. I really think that affected him also. Like a lot of people don't understand how like serious that is when you can't hydrate properly after brutal weight cut. You know, Ryan Garcia is like 5'10" weighing 135 pounds that's not your natural weight right so your body just wants to balloon back up to he probably weighs 150 i would say in the off season and he wasn't able to get there he had to stay at like 144 145 so that probably affected the speed and the timing and just the awareness a little bit and then you know you're fighting a foot in a floyd mayweather promotion team money team they're gonna have the gloves they want the refs they want so it Everything was stacked against him, and then when we were talking about that and making our predictions, it's like, you know, it's hard to pick against the money team. The money team, yeah, it's it's crazy. But I know we were talking about that. I mean, that's what you were thinking too, right? Yeah, it's it's the money team. You don't you never bet against the money team, right? And those guys are smart. I mean, they know what they're doing. They so. know what they're doing. They've yeah. they've been doing it for a very long time. And I I like to see Garcia maybe not cut weight next time maybe he won't fight davis again maybe just stay up at his natural weight at 145 155 but he's young enough too, right like 22 23 where you can put your body through pretty much anything mm -hmm. and you're not going to feel the effects until 26 27 maybe yeah respect to both those guys even tank for taking that fight so yeah mad respect you know they put everything on the line for the fans pretty much so yeah respect. and it was really entertaining too yeah no it was a great fight all right, so let's move along to topic number two, okay? So the Los Angeles Lakers beat the Memphis Grizzlies last night 111-101. to This comes after Dylan Brooks called LeBron James old following their Game 2 win. And just to put this into some more context, right? Dylan Brooks got into an altercation with LeBron James on Wednesday after their Game 2 win. And after the game in the locker room, Dylan Brooks said, he didn't care about the altercation and called LeBron James old. Brooks proceeded to say, I poke bears and I don't respect no one until they give me 40 points. So they dropped 40 on me. So those comments didn't age too well, right? So the Memphis Grizzlies lost last night by 10. I don't think the final score reflected how bad they were losing the entire game. And then after the game, LeBron said, I've been doing this a long time. I've made enough statements. James said when asked if he was trying to make a point with his play. He said, no, we had an opportunity to come at home in our home arena and play well on our home floor. And we did that. No statement was made. We just wanted to play well and get a win. And we want to try to do that in game four as well. So what is your reaction to the Lakers? I know we both have the Lakers winning the series in like six games. So what's your reaction to the Lakers destroying the Memphis Grizzlies last night? Is that what you expected? Yeah, that's exactly what I expected. And I, I like that you brought up LeBron talking about, you know, he's not here to make a statement. 
he's been through all this crap before with guys testing him. You yeah, know. he's got the Lance Stevenson and Draymond Green, right? Yeah. So he's this is nothing new to LeBron James. Yeah, Deshaun Stevenson way back when he was on the Cavs his first time. So he, he's been through all this crap, and it's not like Dylan Brooks can actually get in his head a little bit because Dylan Brooks is just nowhere near that kind of player. He's not even better than Lance Stevenson or Draymond Green. No. It's like, who is Dylan Brooks? <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, it's, LeBron, he probably just shrugged that off, laughed it off, and they got the win. And one thing I like about LeBron is you can't rattle him in to try and force things. He, he just let the game. He just played his normal game. Anthony Davis had the better game, yeah, unfortunately but, for me. In yeah, DraftKings. Draft yeah. I mean, yeah. LeBron finished with 25 points, nine rebounds, and five assists. So, and he had that reverse dunk. I think that was the statement he made, like, because Dylan Brooks called him old and he wished he could have played the young LeBron James. And then LeBron James on the fast break throwing down like a freaking windmill reverse dunk reverse during windmill. the break. So, Dylan Brooks guy's an idiot, man. You can't do that to like the greatest player of all time. You can't say he's too old and you can't say I poke bears like you're somebody that's going to do something about it, right? Like, you're not even an all-star player. So why would you test the greatest player of all time in the playoffs? You can't get in his head. Not anymore. Maybe young LeBron you could with, like, Jason Terry and everything, but everything with what LeBron's been through now, you're not going to do that to LeBron James. And, you know, I, I don't know. The Memphis Grizzlies are a bunch of clowns. They're doing like TikTok dances like before the game and stuff. Like you guys have a basketball game to play. A playoff basketball game, right? Yeah, I remember earlier in the season they're saying that their team's already like a dynasty. You guys haven't won anything. Like what are you talking about? Yeah, it just seems like a lot of immaturity on that team. They do have a, a nice young core of players. I'm not even including Dylan Brooks in that core. I'm thinking more like John ja Morant and Jaron Jackson, those type of guys. But even John ja Morant's like a little immature too with the whole gun situation, like Absolutely. in the club. Like, you, bro, you just got signed like a massive deal, bro. You can't be doing stuff like that. Because when you're the best player on the team and your teammates see that, like they think they can be clowns too. You got to set the tone and... That's why I think the Grizzlies are going to lose. The Lakers are just so much more experienced, and they got that veteran presence. They got the star power. So the Grizzlies aren't going to win this series. I don't yeah, see Yeah, I agree. The Grizzlies, they need a veteran presence. I mean, even a guy that can just control the locker room, he doesn't even have to be the veteran presence on the floor, kind of like Udonis Haslam mm -hmm. is with the Heat. Keeps everybody in check. So I, I expect, you know, management for the Grizzlies to make a move this offseason, bring in a veteran. I don't know who that would be, but just somebody that can keep that team under control. Because you and I, in the past, we've talked about the Grizzlies. Like, they're close. Like, they have real talent on that team, especially with John Morant. So, Yeah, and Anthony Davis, he's been balling in this series. I mean, last night he scored 31 points, 17 rebounds, two steals, and three blocks. So, if Anthony Davis is playing like that, nobody's going to beat him. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard for anybody in the in the West to beat the Lakers. So I I like, I mean, who would they play in the second round, hypothetically, if they win? They would play probably the three seed. They'd probably play Golden State or Sacramento. That's tough. That series can go either way. Golden State doesn't seem like the old Golden State. They can't win a road game. And then the Kings look nice, too, beating Golden State. So the Lakers... I think they can make it to at least the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I'm thinking Lakers-Nuggets right now. Yeah, Lakers-Nuggets. I mean, and that would be tough. You know, I think that's a good matchup for the Lakers, too. The Lakers pose a lot of problems for people, right? 
because they have, you know, the star power, LeBron and Anthony Davis, they're going to be two of the top three players in every single series. That veteran presence, you know, they got shooting now. They got defense with Vanderbilt and Hachimura. I mean, this guy's coming off the bench and just scoring like 20 a game, it seems like, right? Yeah, and Reeves came kind of came out of nowhere. He's a, he's a better defender than people realize, and he's shooting well. And they, he's athletic. Yeah. Athletic, too. They have a deep team now. They're kind of like the championship team, like we said before a couple of weeks ago. It's kind of that a similar constructed roster now. Yeah, man. I, I really like the Lakers. I think they're going to take care of business in game four. I think they're going to win game four. They'll probably lose game five and then come back at home and close it out in game six. That's how I see the series going. How about you? I agree. You see seven or six? or Six. Exactly six how you said in. it. Take care of business at home. You know, Memphis is still a good enough team to to take game five at home. John yep. Morant looked really good last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John Morant, he looked really good last night, but it, it was like a little bit too late. I mean, he scored 45 points, but it, it wasn't enough. Like, I'm looking at the stats right here. Let me see. So, and Dylan Brooks even got ejected last night like yep. with his antics and stuff. He tried to hit LeBron in the, in the groin and was trying to say after the game he didn't do it. And, okay, dude. Right. Yeah, somebody needs to just take care of Dylan Brooks legally on the court. So he went beat him up. Dylan Brooks went three for thirteen last night and one for five from three. So that's not backing up your words at all. And even Jaron Jackson went four for twelve. Bain had a decent game, seven of fourteen, eighteen points, but I don't know. I'm looking at the bench here and for the Grizzlies, and I don't really like their bench. I mean, they're bringing off like Luke Kennard and Tyus Jones. I mean, those guys are okay, but yeah, they're decent backups in the NBA, but it's not going to move the needle at all to get you in the finals. Yeah, I think that team's extremely overrated. The Memphis Grizzlies, they're like a good regular season team because they're young. I think that's why they win a lot of games. They're young, athletic, you know, and I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't see that team going any further than like the Western Conference Finals in any given year unless they mature and add like more of like veteran presence on their team. Yeah, I think they might need to make a coaching change too. Not that this coach now is bad, but they just need more discipline, I feel like. And mm-hmm. that that team's just not responding to that head coach. So I think they need to move on. Yeah, speaking of head coaches, the head coach for the Lakers, what's his name? Darvin Ham. Yep. I mean, that guy's he's doing a great job. I mean he probably in the running for a coach of the year. I know they gave it to uh, Mike Brown, right? But he was probably in that conversation because, you know, LeBron and AD are hurt. And then, you know, they make the trade and get D'Angelo Russell and make the team better. He was probably involved in that, not just a general manager. So, I mean, shout out to the Lakers. They're really trying to go for it this year. They know LeBron's aging, so... It's good for basketball, too. Like, anytime a, a big market team is good, it's... Mm-hmm. It's always good for the NBA, the NFL, whatever it is. And we see that with the Knicks now, too. Yeah, I actually have the Knicks winning that series. I mean, we called that one, too. I have the Knicks in six. We called the Knicks in six, the Lakers in six. Uh, What else did we call? I think Warriors in like six or seven. Yeah, we called Warriors in six or seven. That's not looking too good right now. Um. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. But definitely think the Lakers and the Knicks were the two teams that were going to make the upset in the first round of the playoffs. So I think we're right on that one Yeah. so far. <laughs> how about our Miami Heat, too? Up 2-1 right now. I mean, we just we lost Hero, and now it looks like 
Oladipo might have a career-ending injury, so that doesn't look good. But that series just depends on Giannis. Like if Giannis comes back and he's anything close to what he was, then the Miami Heat aren't going to win that series. Yeah, but you never know. I mean, it looks like Giannis might not even come back until they get back to Milwaukee. So if we can steal another game in Miami, which we should, we looked good last night. Now we're up 3-1. Yep, that's why they play the game. Yep. So let's move on to our last topic, topic number three. We're going to talk some UFC 288, Aljamain Sterling versus Henry Cejudo. So UFC 288 is next Saturday, May 6th in Newark, New Jersey, right? And Cejudo is looking to retain his 135 title, but faces a great challenge in Aljamain Sterling. Sterling is currently on an eight-fight winning streak, beating marquee names like Peter Young, Corey Sanhagen, TJ Gillespie, and Pedro Munoz, while Henry Cejudo hasn't fought since 2020. And some notable names Henry Cejudo has beaten is Dominic Cruz, Marlon Moraes, TJ Dillashaw, and Demetrius Johnson. So the current line, according to ESPN right now, has Cejudo as a minus 115 favorite and Sterling as a minus 105 underdog. So that's pretty much like a pick em. I don't even think Vegas has a good gauge on this fight because it's hard to judge somebody that's coming off a three-year layoff, right? And, you know, if Cejudo wins this fight, he's looking to fight Volkanovski later this year and become the first ever three-division champion in the UFC and a gold medalist. So he's going to call himself C4 instead of Triple C if he wins this Damn. Wins this fight and then beats Volkanovski. So we're big UFC fans. So how do you see this fight playing out? Do you see Henry Cejudo beating Sterling and then fighting Volkanovski later this year? Or do you see Aljamain Sterling retaining his title? I think Sterling's going to keep his belt. Just, you know, it, it's a lot of odds stacked against Cejudo. You know, taking three years off. We always say, like, in UFC, you can't really take that time off. Look at McGregor, mm-hmm. what's happened to him. Um, John Jones is the exception, obviously. He's just a, a freak of nature. John Jones is just different. <laughs> yeah, he's just different. And he's undefeated, technically. Um, Cejudo's lost to Demetrius Johnson. Not recently, but, you know, he's got some blemishes on mm-hmm. his record. Um, I think Cejudo's going to try and a- attack the front leg. Of Sterling, I think mm-hmm. he's going to kick the shit out of his leg and hopefully compromise, you know, Sterling's power a little bit, try and wear him down. But I think Sterling is just the way bigger fighter. I think he walks around probably close to like 160, 170. Mm-hmm. And Cejudo, he's coming up to 135. And, you know, I know he's fought at 135, but he fought lower than that before. I just think Sterling, you know, he's he hasn't took any breaks. He's the champion. He's in his prime. A little bit younger than Cejudo, I think Sterling's going to retain it. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think Aljamain Sterling is going to win this fight. I think people are overrating a little bit the Olympic wrestling translating to UFC wrestling because it's not just wrestling in UFC, right? It's grappling and jiu-jitsu. So it's a little different. And the way I see this fight going is I think Aljamain Sterling is going to get a finish in this fight. I Ground think he- and pound. Not even ground and pound. I think he's going to get a submission. I think yep. he's going to get a rear naked choke submission probably around, I'll say three three or four. Yeah, I yeah, can see that. I think in the beginning it's going to be close. It's going to be close, yeah. And I just think Sterling, he's, he's more athletic. He's younger, like you're saying. He's active. And his ground game, UFC ground game, I think is just as good as Henry Cejudo's. And he's bigger, too. Yeah. Now, if you put them in, like, Olympic wrestling, then probably Henry Cejudo's better. 
But, you know, I would say, honestly, I would say that Aljamain Sterling is going to win this fight because, like I was saying, I just I don't think it's going to translate, right? So you look at, for example, Justin Gaethje and Habib, right? Justin Gaethje is an all-American wrestler. And he got mopped when Khabib took him down to the floor. So it's just, it's different. It's not the same. This is not a wrestling match. It's a UFC match. You have to worry about kicks, strikes, knees. Elbows. Elbows. So all of that plays into a factor, right? When you wrestle, you don't have any of that to take into consideration. So one guy could be a better wrestler, but if one guy's a better all-around striker, then it's not going to translate like that. And that's why I think Aljamain Sterling is going to get it done. I would put my money on Sterling. I think Cejudo is underrating Aljamain a little bit, too. He's already looking past him. Right. Looking to Volkanovski because that's the fight I think he really wants. I think what Cejudo has in his mind is two fights. I think he wants to fight Sterling, get the 135 strap back, and then fight Volkanovski, get that strap, and retire. I just think the layoff's going to hurt him. First of all, I don't think he could beat Volkanovski either. I think Volkanovski's just on another level. I think I that size would be way too much for Cejudo, starting as a 25er and then going to 45, and then fighting a 45er who used to weigh 220 pounds as a rugby player. And just fought at, what, 155? Yeah, and showed he was stronger than a Islam. Yeah, right. so he's stronger than Islam. This guy's like the strongest 155er in the world. So And he's pound for pound the best in the world, right? And he's pound for pound, so... Yeah, and it's not like Aljamain Sterling is no slouch either. I mean, the guys he's beaten, Peter Yawn is a monster, right? Corey Sanhagen's a beast. TJ Dillashaw, they both beat TJ Dillashaw, but Dillashaw is good too. He's a 35-pound champion. Yeah, I felt bad for Dillashaw when he fought Sterling with that shoulder, you yeah. know, like a dislocated shoulder. But I agree with you. I'm with Sterling all the way. I think it's close. You know, in Vegas, it's a pick em, but... If I had to bet, I would pick Sterling. Yeah. I just think that's safer money because we don't know where Cejudo's at. And he already retired once, so where's his mind at, honestly, right? Right. Is he coming back for money, you know, or is it legacy? Because he retired in the first place because he didn't want to fight anymore and they weren't paying him enough. So where's his where's his mentality at? Where's the mindset at? You know, Sterling's a young, hungry fighter. And he's getting this taste of fame, and he's not going to go down easily, you know? Exactly. So I would favor Sterling. If I had to pick right now, gun to my head, I'd pick Aljamain Sterling, round three, rear naked choke submission. I'm with you. I'm with submission that's as what well. I have. All right, guys. So that's three topics for today. We do have a fun segment right now at the end of the show. So let me get that. We bought this spin board. Right here. There it's it good. is, right there. And we also have this one chip that Joe and I are going to do. You see it? So we got the one chip right here. So wherever this spin board lands on, either Joe or I is going to do the uh, one chip challenge. And then if you want to see us die doing the one chip challenge, you got to watch our next episode, episode 10, okay? So are you ready to get into this? Yeah. You You're nervous. It. You spin. Well, let's do rock, paper, scissors, and whoever loses has to pick who spins it. So Okay. Or whoever wins gets to pick who pick. spins it. Ready? Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors. scissors. <laughs> let's go. You want me to spin? You spin it. But spin it fast. Don't spin it slow. All right. Ready? No, that was that was a small one. No, that's you. 
You have you have to do the one chip challenge. No, that's a pass. No, look where it is. Yeah, that's on a pass. No, no, it's not. It's right here. All right, guys. So Joe's gonna do the one chip challenge in the next episode. No, that's on a pass. No, stop. <laughs> right there. You have to do the one chip challenge in the next episode. Yeah, you have to do it. That's okay. two times in a row. <laughs> All right. So I'll do it. I like spicy anyway. Oh, man, Joe. So this one chip right here, you got to do in the next episode. That's easy. Easy work. That's easy work? Yep. All righty. So, guys, if you want to see Joe uh, do the one chip challenge in the next episode, uh, stay tuned for that. And thank you for watching us on this episode, guys. Have a good one. Take care.